What an absolutely beautiful day today. I got a spinning chair. And we have Gary on. Full-time Gary. You're doing the whole show today? Oh, yeah. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 86 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast. And as I was just saying before, we can go back and start doing WrestleManias again. Didn't think of it last week. We played tribute to the 85 Bears. I forget who they beat in the Super Bowl. It's irrelevant. But uh, <laughs> episode 86, this is our WrestleMania 2. This is our too big for just one arena WrestleMania, I guess. Right? <laughs> you know, the, the, the fun thing is, actually, it's not even fun at all. If you go through the Nassau Coliseum, like in the underbelly, they have like all of the the old concerts, like, you know, Kiss from 1977 and Billy Joel from whenever and Mike Tyson knocking out somebody in 19... Nothing from WrestleMania 2. And it is just so heart-wrenching walking around trying to find Randy Savage because he was the main event, I think, of WrestleMania 2 at the Coliseum. I should know, it was Piper and Mr. T. Even things can't even find any of that. Anyway, I digress. Uh, we're going four strong all episode today because it is our end of the year awards episode. So screw it. Let's just get everybody on board. And we're going to start with the man I just previously mentioned uh, before in the cold open, our senior UK, uh, NXT UK correspondent, Gary Mahaffey. Gary, top of the evening to you, Malani. Evening, gents. Good to be here. Good to be here. Always glad to have you. I know the ratings always seem to skyrocket when Ryan starts the show with you. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, and if the ratings don't jump, then obviously, you know, it's, it's me and they just, everybody just loves Ryan. On the bottom part of my screen, right below me, uh, our first ever PWP champion, the living legend, John DeConi. John, how are things today? It's a lovely, chilly day here in Jersey. We're talking wrestling. It's all good. And it's always good. And of course, always next to him. Uh, Mike made his cousin, John Smith. John, how are things in your neck of the woods this evening? Well, considering three of my four fantasy teams are in championship games this week, things are going pretty good. Two of, go. them named, two of them named Andre the Giant, actually. There you <laughs> go. We will circle back to that. Uh, we actually have a, a fun little football segment at the end of our show. That I'll get to that in a moment. On today's episode, yes, I know. Apparently, uh, for those of you who are trying to tune, tune in on the Eastern Observer Facebook page, we're not there. Uh, hopefully you guys find a way. By the way, we actually we are on a new platform uh, to go along with Zingo Channel 98, I believe we're on, to go along with uh, Spotify and iHeartRadio and all that fun stuff you see on uh, our things. Uh, Odyssey apparently is now carrying the Essential Wrestling Podcast. So please, if you all of you Odyssey subscribers, please go and search the Essential Wrestling Podcast and we'll find our library there, if not now, eventually. All uh, 85 of the past classic episodes uh we have a comment chiming in hopefully it's james james merry christmas buddy my christmas was great uh as from the sound of what we were talking about pre-production everybody else had a wonderful merry christmas as well everybody's safe everybody's sound uh on today's episode we have a new tnt champion in a w i'm out <laughs> Uh, we have three championship matches for four titles. 
set up for NXT New Year's Evil next Tuesday. That was all set up last week on NXT. We'll get into that. Gary Mahaffey, as you know, uh, he is here to normally discuss NXT UK. We are on a, uh, they're on the two week break. We had a, what, a reward show last week, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just like sort of a look back at a few big moments they had last yeah. week. So it was just. Yeah. Nina Samuels hosted a highlight show yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan Joy is on assignment this week. He is off vacationing with his beautiful bride, Maggie May. Uh, I do have Ryan's awards with us and his picks for for day one. Uh, Maggie didn't, for whatever reason, Maggie didn't want to send her picks in. I, I don't know. I guess she just doesn't want to spoil it for everybody else, considering she's mm-hmm. taking all of our asses hard. Uh, in the WWE standings. Uh, we make our picks for this week's show, upcoming shows presented by Minister Bell Time and sponsored by ProWrestlingPickums.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, she'll like it too. Uh, we are going to main event of the show with making our picks for day one or with potentially... Uh, was supposed to be day one. I guess we can, you know, dabble in that for a second. I guess with the COVID scares. Um, and, and then they said at the end of the show, uh, the boss of the Eastern Observer, the host of the primetime rundown, Joseph Kennedy Jarzenka, will be joining us to talk some football. He will be there at the end of the show. Uh, we are going to curtain jerk the show with the 2021 Essential Wrestling Podcast Awards. Um, this was a fun time. I actually watched our episode uh, from last year. Little bit of a heart, a little bit of a buzzkill at the beginning of it because unfortunately we are just uh, we just came across the one year uh, anniversary of the passing of John Huber, aka Brody Lee, aka Luke Harper, and it was that was a that was a tough thing to watch. Um, but uh, we eventually got into wars. We each our own. Uh, correspondence for our specific brands. You know, Ryan does AEW, Gary with the UK, John with NXT, John DeConi with Impact. Um, I'm going to take all of WWE, and it's going to be similar. We, just, we, we have our own awards for our own specific brands, and uh, we're just going to rattle them off like this. Like, I am going to officially give my first Carl with a K award for the winner of the Wednesday Night War, the National Hockey League. Not only did they bounce NXT to a different night, they bounced TNT, which I'm sure had some type of, oh, we're TNT, we're home, we're not, now you got bounced off that network too. You're on TBS where all the comedy is, right? Because it's a freaking joke show, right? As some people would say. Uh, I, believe the, I believe the Yankees played some baseball on TBS too. That's very, I think very funny was their uh, uh, tagline at the point. Uh, but going, going a little more serious, uh, so I am going to be WWE uh, specific. Uh, I believe I did a uh, Raw last year. Tyler did SmackDown. Tyler uh, is unable to be with us uh, due to work. So um, I'm just going to tackle WWE as a whole. Male Wrestler of the Year. Uh, it's about goddamn time. Bobby Lashley absolutely tore it up this year. Uh, won the WWE Championship right after, I believe, the Elimination Chamber. And then he walked into WrestleMania as champion, something very few wrestlers do, walk out as WWE's champion as a heel. Uh, Bobby Lashley, thank freaking God, absolutely just completely tore it up this year. Happy to give that to him. And the same thing, the female after the year, I, I think it has to be Bianca Belair. Uh, main event of WrestleMania night one. I know it wasn't the end of the overall show, but it, it was a night. It was a whatever. They counted. I'll count it too. Uh, but she shined. You know, she didn't even get the just do. In NXT, 
She, you know, she got, you know, Shayna Baszler whooped her ass. Rhea Ripley whooped her ass. Oscar whooped, you know, every, she just kept on, and I, uh, kept on getting killed. And I believe uh, one of the main events, I think Justin Roberts, who's the guy with the fro? Not Justin Roberts, but the guy that does all the, the pre-show, the pre-shows for NXT. Sam, Sam Roberts. Roberts. Sam Roberts killed her one time saying she doesn't belong here. She's this, that, and the other. So she turned everything around. Ended a main event thing and winning the SmackDown Women's Championship at main event uh, at WrestleMania. So uh, good for her. Tag team of the year. Uh, this one, I, I think, was just decided for me uh, about two weeks ago when they had a triple threat tag team match and the winner was the best team in WWE. <laughs> so might as well just, you know, why not? You know, <laughs> there's really nothing. Um, as we all know, uh, the, the biggest moment, male moment of the year for WWE, uh, a moment that just near and dear to my heart, something that I waited just about 10 years for it to happen again. And that was the Miz winning the WWE championship, becoming the first ever two-time Grand Slam winner. Absolutely I'm wonderful off. night. It was an after. Uh, there, was... <laughs> uh, it's gonna get worse because my favorite female moment of the year. Again, something that I've been waiting a very long time for and was very short lived, and that was Eva Marie's return to WWE. <laughs> I loved every moment of it. If you just understood who her character was and what her character is supposed to do, you'd appreciate her more. The fact that she can't wrestle makes her that much better. <laughs> it's hysterical. Watch everybody flip out every time she's on TV. A uh, little uh, a fun moment for me. Uh, again, actually, the funny thing is, you know, the more and more I think about it, this might be short-lived too. Comeback of the year. Uh, probably, you know, the overall, not male moment feel, but just the overall moment of the year, I want to say, was when the fans came back at WrestleMania. Uh, it was, I know Ryan Joy was there with Maggie May. It was uh, it was just great to see an audience again. I, as much as I love the Thunderdome, Thunderdome, uh, I feel like we're headed back that way though. <laughs> I feel like is is, is somebody going to clean up the Nickelodeon mess in the Prudential Center so we can have WrestleMania there in case we need to? Like, is this really uh? Very special award for me. Uh, we miss you. The the ding dong. Hello, we miss you. Award. I can't wait till she comes back. She, I, I miss her every goddamn Friday night. Uh, not to step on anybody else's toes, real quick, but just three awards I have to give out, even though they're out of my jurisdiction. Just the overall professional wrestling female of the rest of the year, Deanna Perazzo. TV episode of the year goes to Wrestle House 2 on Thanksgiving night, and the pay-per-view of the year goes to Winter War 84. Nothing has <laughs> Amazing what Impact has done over the past year. John Connie. I think I said this last year, too. I'm extremely jealous you get to give out those awards. Uh, going back to WWE, uh, match of the year candidate, I believe, Gary, you said uh, you saw it online, too. I believe Fox, Fox named Seth Rollins versus Edge inside the steel cage at Crown yeah. Jewel as the match of the year. I'm gonna give it to I'll, the main event at WrestleMania. That usually give me give me Edge stacking uh, Edge and Daniel Bryan on top of each other for the win and the heel victory at WrestleMania. Absolutely dominant performance by Roman Reigns. Uh, speaking, of this, I'm gonna keep rolling with Roman Reigns right here. Best feud of the year. 
Uh, John the Con, you know, I've been, I just itch for this every time. There's every time I'm making a, a WrestleMania card, other than the top of my list is John Cena versus Roman Reigns. And I love this. I love the fact that Cena was threatening to leave the company with the championship, but he wasn't going to stick around. Uh, I believe this time around, I know Cena was John Cena, which was great, but he, Roman was a lot better and more comfortable on the microphone. So Roman was getting his jabs in too, and I just thought that was a lot of fun. Great main event at SummerSlam. Uh, MVP, this guy is going to be carrying this company for a while. I don't think anybody has – I don't think anyone has a problem with it. As long as he's the head of the table and just being a D-hole and just acknowledge me, and it's just absolutely great. We've been, we've been clamoring for Roman Reigns as a heel for God knows how long. We finally get it, and we're appreciating it, and I just – thank God – uh, my last award, get your middle fingers ready, everybody. The most hated award, the Carl of the K. You know what, Nick Khan? <laughs> <laughs> Blow it out your ass, Nick Khan. <laughs> you thought I was going Melter there, didn't you? You thought I was going to go Melter there? No, somebody actually surpassed <laughs> Melter on my freaking list. Stupid Nick Khan. And they're going to give it to him over Hunter. What? Oh, just the whole thing just frustrates the hell out of me. Anyway, so those are the Carl and the K Wars. I don't think I have any uh, repeat winners. I do believe Tyler did give Roman Reigns uh, the male athlete of the year last year. Uh, yes, he did. So, uh, yeah, Roman Reigns, a uh, two-time uh, wrestler of the year of WWE as far as we are concerned. But we are going to turn it over now. I believe I've talked enough. We do have a comment. I believe maybe James Wheeler is commenting on some of the – yeah, hands up if you watched the Christmas story before Rampage. There you go. Well, the reason why Rampage was on Saturday night was because of the Christmas story, 24 hours on TMT. John Takani, again, jealousy over in this area. You are the senior impact correspondent. I do expect a lot of Wrestle House and Wrestle War 84, Winter War 84 awards to be given out. <laughs> Well, you, you might be a little bit uh, upset, but uh, I'm going to start off with uh, some of the matches, some of the categories that Impact themselves are running down. They already announced three of them last week on their wrap-up show. There's going to be a part two this week with another three, and then there'll be a couple that I sprinkled in there, made up myself. So let's start things off with the tag team of the year, which, according to fan voting on ImpactWrestling.com, went to the Good Brothers. And it's hard to make an argument there. They did hold the belts for over 200 days out of the year. But I have decided to go a little bit against that and give it to Finjuice because any team that uh, uses the Doomsday device, the Acid Drop, and the previously unnamed Demolition Decapitation as part of their tag team finisher, that's just good squishy to me. It so was I'm cold. What a maneuver. It was called What a Maneuver. That's, it wasn't a demolition decapitation. What a maneuver. And that was it. The match over. I just had to find a way to fit that in there just so that you could give me that rant. <laughs> so thank it you. Was playing WrestleMania, it was the WrestleMania 6 special. I kind of went off on Ryan because he called it up. Like, Who the hell are you to give that move a name? <laughs> Every time I type it into my notes, I giggle to myself thinking about what you would think. <laughs> Okay, uh, number two, the knockouts match of the year. Uh, 
I cannot argue with the way things were voted on impactwrestling.com, and I don't think there's much of an argument to be made. Mickey James versus Deanna at Bound for Glory. I uh, did not see that ending coming, but it was fantastic all the way all the way through. Congratulations, ladies. That leads us to the knockout specifically of the year. And as Al has already run down in his awards, and as I named last year and again this year, the first ever two-time DeConte Trophy winner, Miss Deanna Perrazzo, knockout of the year. Uh, moving along to the Knockouts Tag Team Division and the Knockouts Tag Team of the Year. Uh, there hasn't been a whole ton of juice in this division. There's been a lot of teams that I've been very excited about, including the current champions, uh, the Inspiration. But I think the team that uh, performed the most and put on the most good shows, and as much as I hated them when they were doing it because – there was a team they were feuding with that I really was rooting for. They just couldn't seem to get the job done for any extended period of time. The Knockouts Tag Team of the Year goes to Faya and Flava. Yeah, I spy a Jersey girl. <laughs> uh, moving along, uh, the men's match of the year. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I know a lot of stars went uh, the, the, the Kenny Omega way. Uh, for the time that he was performing under the Impact banner and he was the champion. But as far as I'm concerned, the match of the year, which wasn't even on Impact Wrestling, it wasn't on a pay-per-view or an Impact Plus Saturday special. You had to tune into BTI to get the first yeah. 60 minutes of this. Josh Alexander and TJP, not only did they put on a fantastic match, but the way they timed out the ending so perfectly for it to go into overtime and to go over into Impact Wrestling, it, just, it was fantastic start to finish. Uh, moving along, the Male Wrestler of the Year. Uh, for the second year in a row, it goes to a mostly X-Division con uh, competitor. Uh, this year it was Josh Alexander, who spent most of the year in the X-Division uh, before his brief run to the top of the – World title picture. Very do, we, do you want to let us remember? I smiled <laughs> so big. Your la last year's male wrestler of the year. Do you remember who you gave it to? I made sure I remembered who I gave it to. Rohit Raju. Rohit <laughs> Raju. There you go. Little upset he's not a two timer, but Josh, he's earned it. He's <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, Josh was part of last year's tag team of the year for the North. Uh, Okay, so that, those are the six that uh, Impact Wrestling itself is awarding for the year-end uh, awards to. Uh, these next four are just my own just ridiculousness. So the holy bleep moment of the year, I will go. Uh, will give to, they are now two-timers already just in this year, Finjuice for drawing first blood, coming through the forbidden door, and taking the Impact Tag Titles back to Japan. Yeah, uh, the next one, we, we have another two-timer just in this year, the train wreck moment of the year, which I know <laughs> it was kind of – they kind of were doing it on purpose because it was the Fire and Flavor Fest, and they were making fun of the Fire Festival and how terrible that turned out. But it just – it wound up being one of those moments where you realize those two women were fantastic backstage making fun of people and in really short doses. 
and then you put them out there for like a 10 plus minute segment and God love them. It was like Alexa bliss and Bailey. This is your life. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> okay. But it was uh, on purpose though. You know, that was the, that's the best part. Like, they didn't, they didn't try. Like <laughs> it was, but then, you know, like it was like the setup with the bad catering and everything was supposedly yeah. done on purpose. But then when they started talking, you realize they ran out of material very quickly. All right, uh, moving along, our penultimate award for Impact this year is the heel-slash-straight-up-D-bag moment of the year. That will go to another person not even on the Impact roster. That goes to MJF in his birthday greeting for Tommy Dreamer's 50th. Uh, wishing Dreamer a happy birthday, and we can't wait to see you croak in the ring. <laughs> And our, like last, <laughs> our last award uh, for Impact this year will be uh, the same that we closed last year with. It's the ha-ha moment of the year. And <laughs> good Lord, there are so many of them in Impact. Which one do I choose? I, there's a half dozen right off the top of my head, but I had to go with my first gut instinct and go back to the one that even – Scratch the needle off the record as it played out in front of us. Uh, Falaba had just busted out at Swingers Palace, which was a very new thing at the time. They were kicking Falaba out of Swingers Palace. Alicia Edwards says, come on, Johnny Swinger, don't you have a heart? Falaba is hurting. And Swinger's response, hurting? You don't know hurting till you caught crabs from Bob Seger's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Which led to Chris Saban's line of I effing love this place. And the legend of Swinger's Palace was born. So here's the Johnny Swingers is on he, he got yeah, he got the ha ha lap. It was it was the wrestler's court. It was the people versus Johnny Swinger. Yeah, it was wrestle court. Yeah, it was wrestle court overall. So yeah. The, the, the people versus Johnny Swinger. Why are you on a neck brace? Specifically, Daddy. <laughs> So that brings in our year for uh, for Impact Wrestling. Going <coughs> up to the top corner, uh, Gary Mahefi, uh NXT UK correspondent. Uh, you got a couple two-timers as well here. You went back-to-back -back on, on a couple of races. I'm not sure if you remember last year's awards or not. I know you had yeah, some faces with all your Garys in them. Yeah, I was looking back to see sort of who had done last year and some different awards from this year as well. But when I looked... Um, it was actually one of my two-time awards. I was surprised one last year in hindsight, but however, uh, which was my wrestler of the year because I didn't think I had I looked back afterwards and thought, oh, I did pick them. Um, but you yeah, have a few sort of serious and inverted commas awards and a few not so much. And I think I'll actually just go through actually in the order I actually sent them to you. The male wrestler of the year, I toyed with giving it to a kid and even though he hadn't held anything, well, he'd been the Heritage Cup, but he hadn't had the, the big title or whatever. But I just couldn't see anybody other than Ilya Dragunov being male wrestler of the year. Um, he had had more matches, and I know that Walter had been champion through until the middle of August. But for Ilya, with the matches that he'd had and the quality that he'd had, and the way that even throughout the year, a lot of the storyline was, when will he get the title? Will he get back to it? Will he get back to it? So because of that, because he'd been central to everything, um, I thought we'd go with him. 
Female wrestler of the year to me was easy and then almost wasn't because obviously for half a year, Kelly Ray had been the woman. Um, and then she lost the title and, and moved across to NXT main roster. So, however, because of that, if it didn't count her, there could be nobody else other than Mako Salamura, who was the female wrestler of the year. Um, a, I mean, she was carrying some not so good wrestlers to decent matches, but she was just the focal point. I do think she'll lose the title soon, and we've had this discussion. I do think they're Davenport will beat her, but as far as 2021 goes, she gets the Gary for female wrestler of the year. Yeah, I think Blair Davenport is going to be uh, making early submission for female wrestler of the year for 2022. Definitely should be. Tag team of the year broke my heart. Um, <laughs> to have what? to say that. I mean, Why? Uh, you laugh about these guys all year long. Why would this break your heart? It breaks like, I don't want to like them. Um, I don't want to go. I don't want to admit that Pretty Deadly are the tag team of the year, but they are. I mean, I know I've said sometimes their matches at the start, it's like walking through trickle. They take a little bit of time during a match to get wound up, to get going. But they've had good matches against a real wide variety of opponents. And you can't argue the fact that, I mean, they were tag team champions for almost 10 months. Um, and so, you know, that, that all things considered, you can't see past them. And again, before we, we go, go off into slightly random awards, the match of the year. This is my other two-time award. Yeah, Last what year's... are the odds of this? Like this, I was shocked. I'm like, wait a minute. That's that's right. They fought two different years. Yeah. I mean, Ilya Dragunov and Walter at Takeover 36. I mean, I think it came fifth in that WWE poll list uh, this year. Yeah. Um, somewhere in there. Yeah. But like, how you you just watch that match and you go, these two guys, they are two pros at the very top of their game. Um, just absolutely super. I did think that Vince was going to want to take them both across. I still think he might. But... Yeah, so just, let's just go back to that list. Okay, so this match was fifth, which gives it le a little less credibility because this was, that list had Bad Bunny at WrestleMania at number 10. So that list is just crap to begin. I didn't even look at the – actually, I did look at the – I know exactly because it, it should have been just... top three. Yeah, that's yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, no, I mean, Walter and Dragunov just was absolutely amazing. It was – yeah, but one one of the best matches anywhere all year, let alone WWE. Um, yeah, we'll take a we'll veer off into not so serious for a couple before we go back to one that sort of is the Rookie of the Year or the Gary Man Crush Award for twenty twenty one. Obviously, goes to uh, Charlie Dempsey. Has to be. I'm sorry. Every time he's on TV, I'm just like, oh yes, he's back. He's here. Um, it does my heart good every time he appears on screen. I will happily. Um, I see him coming. Just, I just think he's been amazing. He's been a breath of fresh air. Completely different style. Stands out. I don't think he'll be here too long, mind you. Um, I think he'll get a few months and he'll get, he'll get an opportunity because of who he is, obviously. Um, because of being Regal's son. But uh, just absolutely brilliant. Just love him. And again, the next award... This was my only, well, you could argue the Man Crush Award was a selfish choice for me. This next one is my absolute selfish choice, and I don't care who says what. I don't care who chimes in, whoever messages in, texts in. I don't care. This is the like the Brian Danielson slash yes award of something that happened that I just sat in my living room and went, yes. Yeah. Which was when, was when Myla Grace 
appeared on NXT UK. I know she lost. I know she only had one match. I don't care. Um, she's from Belfast. I've seen her from literally her first match. Um, we would be in touch regularly enough, and she's just she's brilliant, a lovely girl, is a good wrestler, will get chances to, to broaden her horizons. I noticed she's, I think, wrestling in Finland actually soon enough as well. Like, um, and she really is starting to get a look in in places, and it just did my heart good. I saw her and thought it shows that people can, if they put the dedication in, you'll get the chance. So, that for me was my pure selfish. Uh, my pure selfish choice in saying that and this one shocked me because as I was typing up this winner I thought I knew who was I thought this person was going to win their own award and they don't uh, spoiler alert but the Ginny award also known as why are you on my TV um, which Ginny generally has been is not Ginny didn't win for a pleasant change uh, actually Saxon Huxley has won it um because i don't get it and maybe i'm just too old and um, i just don't get it there's in this day and age a faux berserker slash whatever way we want to put it i just don't understand it anymore i know al you've called him like the walking muppet and i'm going yeah, he's, the, he's the muppet master he's the giant yeah, muppet master i've seen pictures the comparison of it. i shouldn't i shouldn't hold it up i mean here. literally over here like if in, in northern ireland if you call somebody a muppet is a colloquial word for being an idiot and so, actually, that's very apt when you call them the walking muppet. To be fair, yeah, because... it was shameless calling people muppets all the time. I know that's kind of a little bit of an insult there. That I think, yeah, yeah. It's... I yeah, I just I I don't get it at all. Like every time I see him, I'm like, every time there's a round of cuts, it's not that I want anybody to lose their job, but I'm going, it's bound to, he's bound to this time. Oh no, he's not. Oh, he's bound to this time. No. Um, so I'm surprised, but yeah, I I just don't get it. And I was like, okay, Gary, um, I got a question for you because because uh, Ryan Joy isn't here. Yeah. Gary, where the F is Walter? Yeah, well, we can thankfully say that he has won an award, although he's not here. He is the NXT UK Hide and Seek Champion 2021 <laughs> um, because he has been, he has had his match and then he's disappeared. He's gone into hiding, apart from one photograph with Jenny, ironically. Um, he's Hopefully we'll see him soon. I know he's been across WXW, but he's been the, he's been the missing man. I mean, he's like... Uh, he just he's might as well I could have called it the Glenn Miller Award. He just disappeared and it's like kind of wherever he is. But he is someday, someday he'll be back. Although he may be, he may be across the water with him before NXT UK. However, and the last award, this was not done just to butter Al up. By the way, two Johns, this, this was not. This is not an award. This is not an award to keep the boss on side. This is not what it is. Um, however, the MVP of NXT UK. Or the Midas Award, because truthfully, as far as I'm concerned, this year, yeah, everything he's touched has turned to gold, uh, is Noam Dar. Whether it's a match, whether it's an ordinary match, a Heritage Cup match, a Supernova Sessions, you name it, a backstage skit, you name it, everything he does has just been fantastic. Um, he really is. He's been the, the unsung hero, but he's been the glue that's kept it together all year. And while, while he hasn't got involved, I do think at some point he'll get an opportunity at one of the main titles. However, I was pleased to give him that award. So, there we go. I was pleased that I was pleased to create that guy. I'm glad you said, from day one when NXT UK came, we, me and you started coming, like, no, I'm darn, no, I'm finally, he's gotten everything. Not, not everybody wins a guy. So who does that? Uh, MVP, did he have a Midas award from last year? I don't think you did. No, he didn't, no. 
right. Especially created for Noam Dar. <laughs> uh, so uh, that was the smooth transition from overseas NXT to stateside. Uh, John Smith, I mean, we'll start with your awards. You got a few awards that you wanted to hand out, but I got, I had a little special assignment for you. Uh, we'll get into that after your, your awards. Yeah, so I, I couldn't go without giving out a few awards because, you know, I still want my, uh, well, first off, the wrestlers of the year for the men, I'm still going with Karrion Cross. I don't care what happened on Raw. This is NXT. He was dominant. He came back from his injury, put Priest through the mat, and then went right after Balor, beat him twice. And then, you know, he lost to Joe on his way up to the main roster. And then we'll just forget what the the rest happened after that. But uh, that's a two timer, you know, right? He was the MVP for last year, too. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a two time Smitty Award. But unfortunately, he will he can't be a three time because, yeah. uh, you know, Vince is kind of uh, out of touch when it does come to some things. But I'm not going to go on the Vince McMahon uh hate train like everybody else does because obviously there's a reason that we're still watching it 40 years after you know so uh my female wrestler of the year is dakota kai you know she's ramped up her her character even more now that she's turned on on raquel and um you know that's little like eye twitchy little you know crazy thing that she's got going on is a nice little addition to to her character so you know i'm giving it to her and you know, keep her in NXT as long as possible, please, because I don't want Vince getting his hands on her. Um, feud of the year, it's between uh, a wrestler and somebody who wasn't even employed by WWE at the, when it started, and that's Cameron Grimes versus Ted DiBiase. A little, uh, little special, um, special mention to LA Knight for being part of the whole um, million dollar title situation. But, you know, the, everything that happened between Grimes and DiBiase was gold. Before DiBiase was even involved, it was gold. Ted DiBiase! Thank you, Ted DiBiase! I, it was the what I looked forward to every week for a good four or five months, however long it took for that whole thing to start and finish. Yeah, the so, amount of money he lost on the basketball thing that he was trying to pin. Yes. <laughs> We've all seen this video. We watched this as kids. Oh, there goes my phone. Hey, it's a Mario. Put your phones on silent, guys. What are you, morons? (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, my match of the year. Walter is a two-time champion this year because Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa tore the roof off of Stand and Deliver. It exceeded all our expectations, even though we all expected it to be the match of Stand and Deliver, which was a two-night event, by the way. Um... You know, any match where a, a chop to the chest puts somebody down for the three count is all right in my book. And if you haven't seen this match, people, this is the match to go back to watch. Ciampa, I mean, he's done even better since then. But, you know, this is like peak Ciampa. And it's, you know, I guess average Walter. But average Walter is peak anybody else at this point. Yeah, John Smith, just, just to let you know, I, I, I... You know, I, I gave my pay-per-view the weird, of the year to Winter War 84, but I was I was telling them in pre-production, I guess you were off doing whatever you were doing. Uh, I've probably seen Stand and Deliver about three times, like, more than I've seen. I, I, mean, I was specifically going to do, I want to watch Stand and Deliver again. Like, that, that show was just, as a whole, both days, ten matches, 
uh, just unbelievable. And yeah, that was that was match three of the ten. Like that was mid card of the of the first night, which was main evented by uh, Raquel and Io. But like that was just incredible. Um, but what I, the special assignment I had for uh, for John Smith, I was you know moan, you know you know life over on the train. I was bored on the train one night on my way home uh, from parts unknown, which I am right now. And even now, I'm out in parts unknown again. Alf took the trip with me. Um, because as we know, Alf can't be, uh, trusted, um, home alone. <laughs> cats. So, um, I made, you know, I, I can, uh, just, let's just not say the death of NXT black and gold brand, but they, it was reconfigured. We now have this new, uh, tie dye. Let's just put it that way. Uh, NXT 2.0, uh, takeover is officially done. So I kind of went back and like, what, what, like, if I were to put together like an ultimate takeover card with all the takeover matches, only using people one thing, like, what would these matches be? And I'm like, you know what? These are pretty awesome, but I'm out of my jurisdiction here. I want John Smith to do this as well. So John Smith, this is, uh, I guess in remembrance of the NXT black and gold, uh, Absolutely. takeover. Yeah. So, NXT is not dead. NXT no. is just in the ne- in the next chapter. You know the way I see it, they've always brought in new people and got rid of people. New people got rid of people. So just because they changed the colors and you can see the walls in the background doesn't make it any different. All right. Did you so, know that place had a ceiling? That was incredible. You, you see that? <laughs> I didn't know that place had a ceiling. All right. So I I booked a a two night extravaganza. Um. Night one, we got the pre-show hosted by Candice and Indy because Candice is pregnant, of course. So, you know, it's the two of them doing their thing. Maybe we'll get a little appearance by the way, all four of them together in the pre-show doing some some comedy gold, which is an ode to like the last few months of NXT black and gold because that was a fairly recent thing. But yeah. um so then the pre-show match, this one's especially for Al. It's uh, Cassius Ono versus Lars Sullivan with uh, special guest referee, NXT original first season, Ryback. <laughs> <laughs> that one's just for Al. That's not really part of the card. Okay. Buke emoji. Buke emoji. Yeah, we haven't yeah, gotten a buke uh, emoji in a while. <laughs> so now we get the main card starts. We get our, you know, Poppy, I'm sure, is playing something. Uh, <laughs> and then we get Enzo and Big Cass out to warm up the crowd. No match, just just getting everything going, you know. Yeah, a little bit of the most beautiful woman in WWE as well. Can't um, teach that. Cannot teach that. So I figured to start off this, just get it out of the way. Seth Rollins versus Big E, first two champions to ever to ever hold that belt. So let's you know get that going, so then we can get Seth Rollins off of our screen. Because remember the bleached hair, Seth Rollins. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, these. This was the first. You know, they said Seth Rollins, the first ever champion, and Big E was the guy. This match actually happened. I can only put up the match, uh, the graphics for the matches that actually happened. So. Uh, well, I mean, like it's John. Like yes. We have some dream matches in here too. Yeah, right? so I did. I did do some dream matches because you can't, you know, have you know Adam Cole fight five different people on the same card. You know, so no, McAfee. No, he just yeah. fights McAfee. That's a, that's, yeah, his, right? that's his match. Well, McAfee is doing commentary on this show at Wade. Oh, okay, good, good. Yeah, maybe he'll get involved in Adam Cole's match later on. Who knows? Um, after Rollins and Big E, we're going. A throwback to spin the wheel, make the deal. 
Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes uh, challenged him to this match. The wheel gets spun, and it's an I quit match. So how the hell is Dexter going to lose this match? Because he's not going to go out and say I quit. So I think we all know what, what's happening there. Um, next, we got a dream match in, like, I guess you could say three different eras of the black and gold. We got Paige versus Nikki Cross versus Io Shirai. Nice. That would just be a knockdown drag out. Obviously, it's no DQ because it's triple threat. So that would just be something I'd love yeah. to see. Um, Sanity Nikki. Sanity, Sanity Nikki. Of course, Sanity Nikki. Yeah, none of this ASHBS. Um so after that, <laughs> next up we got Baron Corbin versus Elias. More so because I couldn't figure out what to do with either of them, and I think they could have a good match. You know, we get the the, the promo by Elias beforehand. You know, say you know, walking to the ring with the guitar, pissing off Corbin. Maybe he's happy, Corbin. Maybe he's balding, long-haired Corbin, whichever you guys prefer. Yeah, Baron Corbin, or just let me cut you off, John. Baron Corbin was big back, and then I think he's he's definitely top 10, if not maybe like, I think he's like 6th or 7th in TakeOver Wins history. Like, Baron Corbin ran roughshod over a lot of people in NXT before he got called. He won the Andre Battle Royal as an NXT superstar. That was his call-up. Yeah, I'm not sure he lost too many matches in NXT. I feel like he only lost to Samoa Joe, maybe. Um, so after that, we got a special two-on-one handicap match. That's you know, we could we could do this a battle. It's kind of like a, a battle of um, two countries. We got American Alpha versus Walter. And I think this is what's going to steal the show here because to see Walter throwing the two of them around and what they can do to Walter as a, as a duo would just be phenomenal. So um, when I, for some reason, that was the first thing that popped in my mind when I saw American alpha, I was like, I want to see them fight Walter, but it doesn't have to be with Imperium. It's just two on one. And you know, Walter wins this match anyway. (laughs) If they can find him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, next up, we got a, a ladder match. I don't know what's at the top of the ladder. Um, I'm talking Judy Bagwell. Um, so this is, this is just a, a bunch of names thrown together pretty much, but I think it would be a really good Money in the Bank style match. Uh, we got Austin Aries versus Rhino versus Rick Swan. That's Rick Swan, not Rich Swan. Uh, Santos Escobar, Kuchida, Pete Dunne, L.A. Knight, Roderick Strong, and then I had to throw Ricochet on there too because I didn't want to leave him out. He is a yeah. former U.K. or uh, not U.K., uh, North American champion. Uh, next up, I, I didn't really want Rhea Ripley on my card because I don't really like her, but, you know, she – She's she's significant to the history, and so is Nia Jax a little bit. So I got the two of them fighting each other. Rhea can can have a nice nice win against the monster Nia Jax. Um, the pre-main event match we got a tornado tag between the Authors of Pain and the Wyatt family. Oh, that that would be uh, Brody Lee and what's his name Eric Rowan yeah, Rowan <laughs> Eric Rowan. <clears throat> main event of night one, you know, we got the blood feud of Sammy 
Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Of course, this has to main event at least one of the nights. Um, does it need to be a no DQ? Does it need to be a cage match? Probably not. So I'm gonna I'm making it just a regular match. Um, night two, we got a little uh, we got a little flavor at 2.0 because we're our pre show is being hosted by Andre Chase, which I think would just be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just cursing people out. And, so, so the question is, I, I feel like this is like somebody's got to come out. Like Big Show's got to come out and beat him up. I'm not saying Big Show because Big Show's never NXT, but like, right? Somebody's yeah. got to come out and, and and beat up the zombie on the first ever episode of ECW, like you know, like Sandman did. <laughs> um, I, I'll get I'll, I'll get back to you on that. One. All right, there you go. Um. Maybe it could be Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic before their match starts in the pre-show. Yeah, you know, they come out and uh, and interrupt him, and we get this classic because this is the only time T-Bar has ever had a really good feud. T-Bar. This, and this was a really good feud. Like, remember, like the, the first, like, two or three matches ended all in no contest. Like, they couldn't beat it. Like, I know you kind of talk trash about that with AEW now. But like, they, they, that was a fun – I mean, they didn't draw it out for 60 minutes, but, like, you know, they had, you know, a match and a double DQ and a match double count. Like, it was actually kind of fun to see them because they weren't disappointing. Yeah, and they were, you know, rookies or whatever you want to call yeah. them, guys, at that time. And that that's what that's the feud that catapulted Keith Lee up to the main event yeah. right away. Yeah. You know, then once he got involved with Adam Cole and gave him a body check into the fifth row of the, of the <laughs> audience, then everybody was on board. Um, so then uh, main card... First match, we got Bobby Roode versus Adam Cole. You know, that's a dream match of mine. I'm not saying that that's, you know, I mean, Adam Cole's had way, you know, better feuds in the past, but which one do you pick? So, no, I'd rather go with a dream match. And Bobby Roode was very glorious when it came to NXT. Yeah, he was. He, you know, he was was the one that took down Drew McIntyre, wasn't he? That was Andrade. Oh, no, uh, Drew beat Bobby, I think. Never mind. Yeah, I think Drew beat Bobby, and I think Bobby beat Nakamura. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then um, we got a steel cage match to finally end the feud once and for all. Raquel versus Dakota Kai. You know, just put a lid on that thing, too. Don't let anybody involved in this thing. <laughs> You know, make it a war games match. They can put an extra ring in there. Who who cares? Just get it, get it the hell over with once and for all. Uh, next, we got a tag team gauntlet match. Uh, the Revival, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, Imperium, Sanity, Borkin and Lurch. Nice. That's Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch, for those of you who haven't been following. Uh, Heavy Machinery. Legato Del Fantasma, MSK, and I had to throw the Grizzled Young Veterans in there, even though they haven't had much success in on the state side, but they are NXT UK tag team champions, and they had them for quite a long time, too. First so. ever, right? First, First ever, ever, yes. Next up, we got a fatal four-way, and this one writes itself. Sasha versus Bailey versus Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. Look at the babies! Oh, it looks so young back then. <laughs> the Unreal, Sasha doesn't look anything like that now. Holy crap. 
Uh, <laughs> Sasha won that match, by the way. Just throwing that out there. That, that was the, the birth of my love for Sasha Banks is when she won that match and then beat Becky the, the takeover after. Charlotte looks like Michelle McCool in that picture. She almost, she almost looks good. Uh, uh, next up, we got two guys that Vince handled very poorly once they went up to the main roster, which is why I put them together, and also because the match would be freaking awesome. We got Karrion Cross versus Aleister Black. Nice. Um, after that, we got a three-way... Neville versus Finn Balor versus Andrade, kind of like a three-era uh, thing like I did with the women on day one. You know, I, I love what Pac's doing now, and he was awesome as the, as the Cruiserweight champion on Raw. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't the, the mean old bastard that, that he is now, but, you know, I, either Neville is fine for me. Um. Then, of course, we got Joe, Samoa Joe versus Nakamura. Hmm. You know, this one, they traded the belt back and forth a few times. You know, Joe lost it to Nakamura twice. Not, he beat him for it once. And, you know, just they'll love to get a callback to this feud. <clears throat> Semi-main event of night two. The two most dominant champions, gender non-specific of NXT history, Oscar versus Shayna Baszler. Make it make it a submission match if you want. Make it whatever you want. But these two would go, you know, 25, 30 minutes, and it would it would be awesome. That match needs to be at WrestleMania. Like that really does. Yes, it does. And to top it all off, I'm sure you guys can figure out since I haven't mentioned either of their names in a false count anywhere match, we got. Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. The two guys, like if you were making a Mount Rushmore of NXT, both of these guys are on it. And then you get to debate on who the other two are, in my opinion. So they got to close the night out and send the black and gold brand out with a bang and a false count anywhere match. Gargano, Ciampa, Adam Cole, Leon Ruff. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking for Jordan Devlin somewhere then there, but Jordan, I, didn't Jordan Devlin. I, I didn't even leave him out on purpose. Yeah, I, <laughs> just racist. That's the Irish. That's what this. All right. So uh, yeah. So that's great. So it's a, kind of like oh Jesus, kind of like a uh, getting a little messy over here in parts unknown. Um, you know, as, as a tribute to the black and gold brand that we grew up and we loved. Like I said, the NXT's not dead. The next the next page is turned. The chapter is turned. And we're hoping that this uh, this new crop of, of talents can carry that torch because that was a if you listen to just all the names that John Smith battled off that's that's a tough act to follow. So um, Tony D'Angelo's got his work cut out for him. Ryan Joy, like I said, he's on vacation. Uh, he's doing whatever he's doing. I don't even know where he is right now. None of my business. Uh, but he did send me his uh, AEW awards. Uh, some of these aren't going to be a shock to anybody. Male Wrestler of the Year, Kenny Omega. Uh, I believe he did set the all-time record for most stars accumulated in one year. I believe he's up to 533 <laughs> in the four matches he had. So, <laughs> uh, Female Wrestler of the Year, again, no-brainer. It's Dr. Britt Baker. She actually replaced MJF as one of the pillars of AEW, so that makes complete sense. Uh, tag team of the year, uh, always a debatable topic in AEW. Just so many 
great freaking tag teams. Ryan went chalk though. He went with the Young Bucks. Uh, like the, maybe for that. Um, uh, I guess a new award. I hope you, I guess it's going to be a tradition going forward. Uh, most valuable pickup. Uh, I guess most valuable future. I think, I think John the Con, you did something last year, right? Most valuable future endeavored superstar. You gave it to Eric Young. Uh, Ryan Joy for AEW. He gave it to, to Brian Danielson. Most valuable sure. uh, transaction. Most valuable. Uh, he used the word pickup, but I guess future endeavor. Uh, greatest moment of AEW. I guess the moment everyone been waiting for for seven years. And I guess the pop and the reaction and the goosebumps, even I got them. Uh, that didn't disappoint. Uh, one Curtis Maxwell Punk returning to professional wrestling after a seven-year layoff. I've still never seen that. No, he didn't see it. It was it was it was it was a pop. <laughs> I thought um, for sure. Ryan Joy, his rising star. Uh, I guess the person I believe. See, I want to give this, uh, give him a little bit of credit because he kind of hit the nail right on the head with his uh, one to watch in 2021 that he gave out last year. He gave it to Hangman Adam Page, which is okay, whatever. But the fact that he called in that award that he gave out to Hangman Page. He said, look for Paige to take the title away from Kenny Omega somewhere in the third quarter, which was exactly what happened. So shout out to Ryan Joy. Nailed it on that one. So we'll give him a, a little bit of a, a credit, a little bit of a stake in this. His, his rising star, I guess, his one to watch for 2022. And God, I hope he's right because I would love to see Malachi Black just kick the head off of everybody on that roster and uh doing it with like i said an injured eye that he's still selling from buddy murphy um, <laughs> and we're going to ryan has one more award and this probably is going to be the easiest transition of all time as we transition from the award ceremony to aew rampage ryan with a buzzer beater uh on one of his awards the joy for AEW for 2021 most questionable booking decision of the year goes to <laughs> Cody Rhodes winning the TNT Championship for the third time this past Saturday night on Christmas night on AEW Rampage defeating Samu Guevara, John DeCani. What do you got for us? <laughs> well, first, I would just like to point out that last week when we were picking that match, when it went around to John Smith, if we all had catchphrases on this show, John Smith's catchphrase would be, well, Cody's booking it, right? Cody's winning. <laughs> Even John Smith last week scoffed at the idea and stopped himself from picking Cody Rhodes and went with uh sammy retaining well folks that's not exactly how it played out <laughs> cody would kick out of the go to hell sammy would go for the 630 centon and cody gets the knees up cody hits a crossroads and he holds on hits a second crossroads and he holds on again and he hits a tiger driver for the one two three at 15 minutes and 42 seconds and new tnt champion Three-time Cody Rhodes. Three 
And David yeah, Kraft I, I don't get this. I, was this a Brody Lee thing? Like, is this a Brody thing? I'm just not seeing that. Nobody's seeing it. the internet's in an uproar. And I, I, I like the heat he's getting. I, I think this is actually working in his favor. Because <laughs> I, I feel like this is, he's being Roman Reigns when Roman Reigns was a fan. Everyone just hates him and boos him. Yet Roman Reigns was just winning title after title. So I, I think it's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, for the James Wheeler is calling for one of the men of the year. Like I said, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, one of those two guys, uh, they're in the mix of all this. Um, or he's calling Hook. If Hook can beat Cody this early in Hook's, that would be, that would be pretty crazy. Yeah. Hook actually, he's the next right on the list. Hook defeated Bear Bronson via submission. Hook hit some suplexes on the big man. Uh, so that was pretty impressive. Jungle Boy defeated Isaiah Cassidy with the snare trap. And then Chris Statlander also defeated – she defeated uh, – that's my Jersey girl, Layla Hirsch, who has not been doing well. And she was left out of that TBS tournament. She was my pick to win the whole thing. She wasn't even entered in. Uh, with a spider crab submission, uh, Layla's starting to get frustrated, as as am I, as she slapped away the post-match uh, handshake respect offering from Chris Statlander. So hopefully maybe we get a, a heel version. You know, you put her in Team Taz. It's just – just the thought. Like, that would be good for her. Um, switching gears from Rampage to Dynamite. Uh, John DeCani, uh, it's actually kind of funny because I'm, I'm doing my notes as I'm going along uh, for this, uh, what I thought was a handicap match. I have CM Punk and Sting defeated the Pinnacle after Punk hit the GTS on Dax, followed by the Scorpion Death Drop, followed by the Coffin Drop. Oh, yeah, Darby was in this match, too. <laughs> yeah and it, it goes with the whole setup you know the, the, they come out to start this match cm punk has sting's face paint on he's wearing uh tights that even though they're in the chicago flag colors uh they've got a scorpion on them sting comes out he's wearing a punk t-shirt he's got in his face paint he's incorporated the the lightning bolts and the fists and then darby comes out and his face is painted half purple i'm not <laughs> sure come on along son good for you <laughs> so, the, the crowd popped greensboro of course loves sting and all the history that is involved there uh and sting uh, this this match was more about punk and mjf they put out a t-shirt they put out a poster of the three of them and quite frankly darby is a little bit forgettable in that mix uh, but most of this match was about MJF avoiding Punk, even to the point where at one point, as the legal man, as the two legal men, he left the ring, jumped the barricade, ran up a flight of stairs, disappeared onto the concourse, ran down another flight of stairs with Punk in pursuit. They eventually made it back into the ring. Somehow they were not counted out. And then, as you said, uh, Dax would take the bullet for MJF. And even though I'm pretty sure he was not the legal man at the time, he would step into the line of fire, take the GTS, Scorpion Death Drop, Coffin Drop, and then Punk would make the cover for the win. And MJF would run away once again up to the announce desk, where he claimed that Punk was running from him like a coward the whole time, clearly concussed from his suicide dive during the match where he landed on his head on the concrete. Yeah. Uh, Tony Schiavone did an in-ring interview with Hangman Page. Page was disappointed with the six-minute draw, as we all were. So cue Brian Danielson telling Page he's a crybaby. 
uh, doesn't want excuses. So on January 5th, he proposes judges just in case this goes 60 minutes again. Okay. No, no, no. no. Uh, Serena Deep, she's pretty pissed. Actually, Serena Deep is pissed. She's not letting this feud machine go. Fine, three out of five. I'm cool with that. Uh, Malachi Black is that that was the, the one to watch for 2022. Defeated Chris uh, Griff Garrison with a single leg crab. Uh, and then the Black Mask, I'm not sure if they didn't change that name yet. Uh, to Brian Pullman post match because why not? Uh, Wardlow defeated in action with four power bombs. <laughs> and then Spears. And that's how you do in action. Wardlow is turning into my favorite wrestler in AEW. But he is getting a lot of in-action matches every single week, and that's it's just funny. Like, okay, Wardlow again? Like, we know what he's going to do. Like, it's fun, but, like, okay. Uh, we have New Year's Smash uh, coming up this uh, – tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Uh, we have a six-man tag, John Smith. Uh, you got uh, Eddie, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz against Danny Garcia and 2.0. Again, they should just put uh, a Smitty on the line here. Is this an early candidate for match of the year for, the, for AEW for the Smitty? <laughs> Is it happening after the first? Okay, I stand corrected. No, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, give me uh, – ooh, this is hard, actually. Give me 2.0 and Garcia. Are they going to start winning eventually, Gary? Like 2.0, Everrise rules. Like these guys just don't seem to win, and I guess their job's not to win. But maybe can they sneak one here? Like no. <laughs> as much as I, as much as I agree with John on his Cody Road take all the time, I'm going to disagree here and say the Eddie's team are going to go over in that. So. Can we get Jack Stars involved and call him 3.0? Like that, that would be incredible. <laughs> John the Connie. Yeah, I, I think uh, once again Eddie and. Uh... Uh, Santana and Ortiz will take this one. I think if uh, if there's going to be a win, uh, it'll be when Garcia faces Kingston one on one. So give me Kingston and uh, Santana Ortiz. God. Uh, I do believe that they won. Actually, I should say that they won the. Wasn't there a five man match last week? A ten man tag that uh, yeah. they were teaming with uh, the acclaimed and that they won. Yeah, so I'll go Kingston Santana Ortiz on that one. They're all New Yorker guys too. That's that's gonna be fun. Uh, Ruby Soho defeated Nyla Rose with a right kick to advance to the final of the AEW TBS Championship Tournament. The other semifinal, Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill, Gary. Uh, this is going to be a tough out. This is a tough out. Both of these women, it's a Jade. She doesn't <coughs> longer than three minutes. She doesn't get paid by the hour. Yeah, I know. It's, it's one of those ones, actually, when I saw the match was coming up, I looked at it and thought, ooh. But from on everything, I, I am a Thunder Rosa fan, and everything I've seen of her, and it's just one of those ones where, much like when, like if Drew comes up with WWE pay per view, I can never pick against them, even if regardless of what I think. Yeah, she's another one. Every time I see Thunder Rosa, I go, no, I think she'll take it. So I'm going Thunder Rosa. All right, John the Con, she's by far the better wrestler than Jade. Where are they going with this? Like, I can see. I can see all three of these women now winning this title. I mean, I think I think Ruby was a lock to get there over Nyla, but this is tough, and then even picking the final is going to be tough. Yeah, I, I think uh, the, the only thing that comes to mind here is that Thunder Rosa belongs in the AEW Women's World Title picture. Yeah. So maybe uh, Hater and uh, uh, the Rebel, you know, uh, do something to cost Thunder Rosa the match here. 
which is why I'm going to take Jade Cargill. And then uh, Thunder Rosa goes back to uh, feuding with Britt Baker. Yeah, we saw that feud, but it wasn't for the title yet, John Smith. I kind of like that. And it saves Jade. I guess Jade, Jade could win this whole thing. Yeah, I got I got Jade winning this one. Definitely. Okay, I, I got a question for you. Okay, so the one thing <laughs> the one thing I love about AEW is professional wrestling, damn it. It's not that sports entertainment BS. It's professional wrestling in the way it should be. So Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy started their match fighting over whose hands are getting put into whose pockets. <laughs> here's a serious question though okay so okay if you take orange cassidy in this gimmick right now john smith if you put him on monday night raw is he the most hated wrestler in professional wrestling if he is a wwe guy and specifically on raw because apparently everyone likes smackdown everyone likes nxt but when they see red they hate it so like would AEW fans hate Orange Cassidy if he was on Raw? I think so, but I also think Vince would make him keep his hands in his pockets the entire match. Like, if Orange <laughs> Cassidy was taking Adam Cole's hands and trying to put him in Cassidy's pockets like they did to start that match, sports entertainment, if that was on Raw, they would get killed. Absolutely. Okay. Adam Cole defeated Orange Cassidy after interference... From Kyle O'Reilly. So the, the transition, they got three out of the four. We just need Roddy over there. Um, allowing Adam Cole to hit the last shot. Bobby Fish came out as well, as did the Young Bucks, who were befuddled. Befuddled. That was that look. I know that look. Uh, that O'Reilly was there. It actually really was kind of awkward how, like, Cole was talking to the Bucks, but O'Reilly and Fish were still just, like, staring at the hard cam. That was weird. Uh, but it doesn't look like Adam Cole clued in uh, the young bucks that were uh, that Kyle O'Reilly was was jumping ship. So uh, real quick, just to, to just take a look because we haven't really looked at this often. I I, I typed up the AEW roster. Um, as you can see, Kyle O'Reilly was added. I think that's him on the bottom. Of the, I know the male wrestlers are on the left. Female wrestlers are on the right. You can see the young bucks down there at the bottom. <laughs> But they are going to have a, a six-man uh, tag team match. It's going to be best friends with Orange Cassidy going against the original members of the Undisputed Era in AEW. Undisputed is all elite. All elite is undisputed, Gary. What's what's the phrase here? Yeah, I mean, it was fun, right? Because like right at the end of the show, I was sitting watching it going, I would have laughed if they'd thrown up the Undisputed Era hand sign, hand signal. Just at the end when they stood there, I would I would have popped for that to be fair. But yeah, I mean, I would imagine I'm not a massive Orange Cassidy fan. I'm not gonna try and pretend that I am, but I will happily say that Undisputed or whatever we're actually going to call them, uh, will go over in it. So uh James Wheeler, John Smith, uh he's calling for Red Dragon, which was Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly's name in Ring of Honor. <laughs> they can totally use that. Cold on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> As long as it's not a pull in a coal match, then we're all good. Pull up a coal. <laughs> pull um, give me the undisputed area in this one. Good yeah. to see them back together. That's right, the undisputed area. John the Roddy, Roddy was never part of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree here. Uh, 
Uh, Cole still hasn't taken a loss yet, right? So I have no reason to do it here. Okay, so well, he, make, they, he lost with the with the Young Bucks at the pay per view, but he didn't take the pin. Yeah, he didn't take the pin in that Falls Count Anywhere match with Christian. Wow, and I forget who right. else. Yeah, Jurassic Express. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was after Adam Cole took seven concertos and and did not you know, <laughs> miss any time. Um. Anyway. Uh, making a switch to NXT 2.0, big main event, Pete Dunne and uh, Tony D'Angelo, John Carey. Hey, hey, Pete Dunne versus the walking stereotype. Uh, uh, Tony D <laughs> attempted to use that. Name, good name for the team. Hold on. Good name for the team. Ah, there you no go. Dispute. Uh, so uh, Tony would attempt to use that crowbar again that he uh, used inside of uh, War Games, and it was a swing and a miss. Uh, and then he would, he, although he would hook Dunn up for his finisher, that uh, fisherman's roll the dice, I don't know what the hell you want to call it, uh, but Dunn escaped it and transitioned right into the bitter end for the one, two, three. D'Angelo would attack him right after the match once again. And he would get that fisherman's neck breaker uh, on the floor and then slam Dunn's wrist with the crowbar as the show ends across the announce table. So I don't know if Mr. Dunn will be breaking any fingers anytime soon with his hand in a cast. Yep. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa started the show in ring, inviting Braun Breaker to the ring. He tells Braun he's earned the title match at New Year's Evil, but he's still not ready. It's too much too soon for Braun. And he's going to fail again. Unfortunate foreshadowing. Uh, Grizzled Young Veterans and the Creed Brothers ended in no contest due to Jacket Time getting involved. They're on, you know, doing Japanese commentary uh, with their own table. And I do believe I heard an indeed in there, too. I'm not positive. I'm going to look forward to that. <laughs> possibly do that again. Um, and then eventually Briggs and Jensen again. So these four teams have just been added. Uh, it just, it's almost like they're trying to go for Imperium, but like Imperium doing a thing with MSK. So uh, they're going to be, I guess, uh, Riddle, I guess this whole Scooters thing with Riddles and MSK, they're going to be calling out Imperium tonight. Uh, so fun. Actually, six tag teams in the tag team division. It's a little unheard of. I like this. I like the way it's going. Uh, John Smith, match after your own heart in the female division. Io Shirai, Electra Lopez. Yeah, so we got um, we got Zoe and Io backstage. You're going to the trainer's room or whatever. And then Wild and Mendoza come in and say they're the superstars. They should be going on the table first, blah, blah, blah. Then Io starts screaming at them in a way that I wish she would scream at me. And, <laughs> and then Electra Lopez splits – in between them, and she comes up and basically tells Dio she's not afraid of her, and that she challenges to her to a match later on. So then I paused and got the baby oil that come back, and <laughs> we got Electra Lopez versus Io. Um, not much of a match. I mean, Electra held her own against the former champion, but it was all about Zion Quinn coming out. Um, he got it. He came out with a mistletoe in his hand. Uh, got attacked from behind by by Legato, disposed of them real quickly. Went up to the uh, apron, held the, the mistletoe up. Electro Lopez got close to him, not like she was going to kiss him or anything, but she was just like aggravated with his presence there. And then Santos rips him off the apron, throws him into the steps, or no, gets thrown into the steps. Zion Quinn reversed it. Uh, Electro Lopez is now distracted, gets a nice little punch to the face and a moonsault for the loss. 
And, uh, you know, I'm not sure where they're going with this Zion and Electra thing, but I like it. Yeah, it, it, it's intriguing. It's something different each and every week. So it's actually been kind of fun. Um, Idris Anafe, who we've been taking shots at recently, uh, can't beat Boa, couldn't beat Solo Sokoa, which unfortunately you're not supposed to beat those guys in a brand new. He can beat Von Wagner in under a minute. So good for Idris Anafe. Uh, Von Wagner was not happy though. I think I took that picture down because I needed the room. Yeah, no Von Wagner. Uh, in his Halloween costume. He was not happy. He beat the holy hell out of Anafi post-match all over the place. Robert Stone, um, on hand to witness the entire thing. Uh, so I, I guess if you're going to do something with these guys, I guess put them together. I guess if Von really can't talk, you, you know, Robert Stone can. So good for him. He, again, how Robert Stone survived in these cuts as well. That's a, that's a pretty interesting question. But, you know, he can talk. He's a good mouthpiece. We still haven't gotten Roddy, Roderick. Uh, um, what's his name again? Robert Malcolm Stone. Bivens. Malcolm Bivens, yeah, versus – Versus him, so that's what Robert we need Stone. first. Robert Stone versus Malcolm Bivens in a some sort of you know of extreme rules match. Uh, Dexter Loomis defeated Trick Williams with silence. A uh, post-match attack by Grayson Waller on Dexter, who's looking to take apart the remaining members of the way. He had a run-in with Indy Hartwell in the back. Uh, so Dexter Loomis and Grayson Waller—they're going to get out tonight before we pick that match, though. After all that was said and done, here comes AJ Styles with Grayson Waller. Uh, so they had a, a back and forth. AJ Styles, as we uh, breaking news from James Wheeler last week, uh, AJ Styles is going to appear on NXT. But we will get to more into that because Grayson Waller showed up last night on Raw. So to be continued with that. But right now, uh, Grayson Waller's got Dexter Loomis, John Smith tonight. Yeah, these two look like they could be brothers. Um, I'm going. I'm going with. Uh, I'll go Grayson Waller. Maybe some interference by uh, Carmelo and and his sidekick. I forgot who, his name. Trick Williams. Trick, Trick Williams. Uh, Dexter yeah. Loomis silenced last week, Gary. Um, like I said, they're going to have a contract. That match was a, is made official. Not tonight, but next Tuesday night at New Year's Evil. There will be a champ. I don't know if it's going to be unification, but it's going to be title for title. Uh, ripping off Hogan Warrior all those years ago. Here we go again. Uh, Roddy Strong, Carmelo Hayes. So uh, I, I got Grayson in this one. That there's just too much push right now, I guess. Like, yeah, and I noticed that, that Grayson's actually opening up NXT. They've just sent out a message as well because apparently everybody's talking about him. Um, so ironically, given that, I'm going to say Dexter Loomis because I, I would say I think there'd be some sort of interference, whether it's AJ coming back again to do something and distract them or whatever. AJ's coming back again. John DeConi. Uh, I'm going to go with Waller just because it feels like uh, they're definitely putting him uh, front and center. You know, I mean, second maybe only to uh, Braun Breaker at this point. So give me Waller <laughs> in this one. Yeah, shout, shout out, quick shout out to Grayson Waller coming like this far, getting pushed this much already. Remember, was it a month ago when 2.0 started? He was a joke with Drake Maverick. Like he was the joke with Drake Maverick. Like that's how bad, like the. So shout out for him from getting out of that real quick and then uh, getting to something big. Uh, the, the show opened with an unbelievable street fight that it didn't start. It just it just started in the back. I believe it's coming across the bottom right now. Raquel Gonzalez got the job done over Dakota Kai. I think the street's finally over. Six minutes, 21 seconds, John Lacani. But I think the, tw the first 20 of it unofficially backstage and they just beat the holy hell out of each other. Absolutely amazing. Post-match, Raquel grabbed the microphone. 
She wants Mandy Rose. Here comes Cora Jade on the most adorable little skateboard over uh, ever. Uh, she wants Mandy Rose too, and then we all want Mandy Rose in the bikini on the Titantron with the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, who's actually granting us, who's granting both of them the championship match at New Year's Evil. So we have a triple threat match slated for next Tuesday night. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to have Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade, who in that promo got jumped by Gigi and JC, the women's tag team champions, John Nakani. I believe this is probably non-title, but it's going to be Raquel and Cora versus Toxic Attraction. Yeah, assuming that it uh, remains non-title, I'll say uh, Raquel and Cora uh, win it. And, you know, <laughs> backing up just a few seconds. Just that wonderful moment when Mandy Rose granted a three-way. It was a magical moment. <laughs> oh, the light shined upon Gary. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with John on the assumption that it does stay no contest. Um, I'm going to say that Cora Jade may, may well, not so, well, she might well get the pin, but their, their team will definitely win, I would say, if it stays on title. So. All right, John Smith. I'm going with the champs on this one because I only got one week to build some um, some tension between Raquel and Cora going into that three-way match. So, you know, maybe a slip-up, you know, Cora get, hits Raquel with the skateboard in some fashion, you know, oh. something like that. Yeah. I like that. I'll go with that one. You win. There we go. <laughs> so that will go for uh, tonight on NXT. Quick recap of uh, Friday Night SmackDown. That was on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, fun little. Uh, it was actually a really good Smack episode of SmackDown for those who uh, I'm sure everybody. I was busy with Christmas Eve, but I'm sure if you went back and watched the replay, unbelievable show. Uh, we started with the, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair defeated Tony Storm by reversing a small package uh, into another you know roll roll up uh, to retain the SmackDown Women's Title. Uh, Tony visibly upset by the loss, so maybe to be continued with this, I don't know. But Charlotte, uh, unfortunately, I thought we were gonna get another Christmas Day miracle out of SmackDown, didn't exactly get it. John DeConning, I'm gonna cut you off just for time restraints here. Sami Zayn wins the 12 Days of Christmas gauntlet. Uh, he defeated, he was the last entry in the gauntlet, which is always the best way to win a gauntlet. He uh, last defeated Ricochet, and now Sami Zayn will challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, not sure if that's gonna be at day one. But uh, and it will be upcoming. Sammy got the uh, shot. Maybe we'll I think Sammy out. needs to start using the F five. <laughs> should that would work out so well? But but he never pins anybody with it because he's not Brock Lesnar. There you go. Uh, real quick on Raw, uh, John the Connie was it, was it you? No, John Smith. You're the one that wanted this. Okay, so we're gonna go back to AJ Styles. Um, he was in an in-ring promo uh, going about Ramos, and then here we go again with Grayson Waller. Yeah, Grayson Waller started some crap with him last week on Twitter, like saying something about his mom haircut and this and that. So AJ decided to confront him at NXT. Um, you know, the but you know, simple back and forth promo between the two of them. Nothing crazy, nothing, no like you no know, pipe bombs were dropped, no, no real like real life things. So like uh, not really sure what to think of this. And then when we get to Raw. Uh, he's talking crap about Omas, AJ is, and then Grayson Waller's in the in the stands with with a sign. I 
something about the Grayson Waller effect. I, I don't know why you think that's going to catch on. But, uh, you know, AJ invites him into the ring, and then they have another little back and forth until we get uh, until we get Apollo coming out to, to interrupt them because I guess they had a scheduled match or something. But also – he got challenged. AJ got challenged by Aziz, and then we get back from commercial break, and it's Apollo versus AJ Styles. Somehow, some way, you know, they they just like explained it away, you know, real quick by the, with the commentary. But I don't know why the hell that happened. Maybe they. What I'm thinking is that AJ versus Aziz probably didn't go too well, so they just cut that because it was a uh, it was pre taped a week earlier. So they, they decided to maybe you know have another match between him and Apollo or something, but yeah, you awesome. know, um, that match went pretty well, you know, we got, you know, 10 minutes of, you know, solid wrestling, nothing crazy. And then a nice little styles clash on Apollo who, you know, didn't really know how to take it at first. It looked like he was about to trip AJ and they were about to get his neck broken before uh, AJ hit the, hit the move on him. But, you know, then we get a nice beat down by Aziz and Apollo after the fact. Yeah, I'm glad actually they gave Apollo Cruz 10 minutes on that one. We haven't seen Apollo in a while. Uh, him and his uh, metallic green uh, ensemble and all that glory. Wonderful shade of green. So good for him. Uh, slow going. Uh, Dolph Ziggler defeated Damian Priest in the United States Championship match via disqualification because Priest continued to punch Ziggler in the corner past the referee's five count. Post-match, Priest hit Ziggler with the reckoning on the outside as he did the Bobby Roode the week prior. So look for this again for the United States Championship coming up because there just has not been a definitive outcome yet. And also in a mixed tag team match, Reggie and Dana Brooke defeated R-Truth and Tamina after Reggie pinned Truth, which looked like a, a packaged tombstone. Uh, John McConaughey, is that, is that a good way of describing that? It was like a, a packaged-up tombstone. He got him from the front. Yeah, somewhere. Between that and an uh, inverted uh, Canadian destroyer, because he kind of did it from underneath. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We got a comment coming in. Uh, no, that's that's not. Something. Well, the good news is uh, W ripped off Hook. Where we go? What are we saying? W ripped off Ada by Hook by tweeting Senfier on Twitter. Oh, gotcha. That's all WWE does is rip off AEW, right? I tell I'm shocked WWE still. The only reason why they're still in business is because they keep on copying. <laughs> um, so we're going to shift. We're going to go right into making our picks for day one on January 1st. Uh, a Saturday night pay-per-view, a little odd, uh, coming from WWE. Here are our standings going into it. Ryan Joy has the overall lead at about 100 points over me. Uh, fall close by John DeConnie, John Smith, a little bit of a train wreck there, then Gary right behind. In WWE standings, Maggie made Joy absolutely kicking the crap out of all of us. She still has not had uh, double-digit losses, uh, so uh, I don't I don't plan on that happening, I guess, either time soon. She's not going to get four wrong on a seven-match card here. Um, standard scoring for day one, five points for the, uh, for the WWE Universal title matches, three points for all other title matches, one point for the non-title matches to get everything right. You get a bonus five points. Uh, so this is going to get a little tricky. A uh, lot of rumors and speculations. Where is he? A lot of rumors and speculations. Uh, WWE is having COVID issues, as we saw last night in Raw. Seth Rollins, Big E, uh, shot promos from their homes. Bobby Lashley was nowhere to be found. Uh, Grayson Waller showed up out of nowhere. I believe that was not originally supposed to plan. It's that rumor they were supposed to be calling something, whatever. 
Uh, Kevin Owens was there, though. Uh, he did an in-ring promo, was interrupted by MVP, and eventually the Hurt Business, Cedric and Sheldon, uh, they want to get back together. They're going to make an example out of KO, but Kevin Owens got the job done. He defeated Cedric Alexander. It's so good to see him back. Right now, we have a fatal four-way uh, scheduled. Like I said, three of these guys were not at TV yesterday, so they have a couple days for them, I guess, to to do the testing or whatever they need to have done uh, to make this match happen. But if this match happens and all four are available, Gary, uh, who are you thinking here? I went back and forward between two. I was sitting looking at Big E and looking at Lashley going, okay, they're going to go one of these two ways. But I have decided I'm going to stick rather than twist. I'm going to say Big E to retain. John the Connie. This is such a hard one to pick because I really can make a legitimate argument for anyone. Like I, I feel like they're probably gonna let Big E retain because it's a nice resume builder for him to beat three former WWE and or Universal Champions. Uh, but I a little while ago said that I thought Bobby Lashley was gonna take this title back from Big E and carry it into WrestleMania. So uh, do I go to Bobby Lashley? You can never go wrong picking Rollins in a big spot. But because it's only worth five points, and I would absolutely kick myself if it happened and I didn't pick it, I'm going to go with the man who just re-signed a contract, and we know contracts often come with guaranteed championships involved. The so gimme KO taking home the, to add his name to that illustrious list of 53, 4, however many people it is. Yeah, Kevin Owens, new WWE champion. Uh, John Smith, James Wheeler's going with either Big E or Kevin Owens. Way to make a decision, James. Uh, might turn back to a triple threat <laughs> match after Seth says Seth, that's a positive. Uh, John Smith, who do you got? Um, I got. I think it's still going to be a four way match, and I I definitely got Big E retaining on this one. He hasn't had a legit. Well, I mean, he beat. Um, Drew McIntyre, but then he got crushed by Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. So I don't think he's had enough uh, title defenses to make his 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 reign legit. So I, I think they're going to give him this one. Um, I'm going to go with Big E as well, only because, like I said, this is just a, a not. I guess this is filling in for TLC. I guess uh, we didn't get TLC this year. Right. Uh, I guess more more Rumble fast lane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Royal Rumble's right around the corner. I think the title change will happen there uh, and not here. So um, I will go with Big E. Uh, I, I, and then John Connie, just to be uh, – I said I know I don't like to talk religion here, but uh, I'll, I'll be contrarian for a second. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Seth Rollins actually going to be the guy that beats uh, Big E for the title. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, on SmackDown this past Friday, there was a miracle on 34th Street fight. Nice pun for Christmas. Drew McIntyre and the New Day defeated Madcap Moss and the Usos. Those are uh, just a couple. This is like a little old school, you know, where you combine the matches and then, then they separate. So uh, the first match we're going to talk about, uh, Gary, are you going to give Madcap a chance here? Look at that smiling face, though. He is just <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, as I said earlier on, I can never pick against Drew, and I think that's be perfectly fair. I'm not intent to here either. Although I will say I could see Corbin get involved and and giving Madcap the win to kind of lead that match. But no, I, I would imagine that Drew's going to take it. So, 
Yeah, John Smith, this is almost too obvious to the point where I'm actually afraid to take McIntyre. <laughs> like, this is... Yeah, I kind of felt the same way when I first saw it, but I don't think – I think it's – like the victory for Madcap Moss is having a match with Drew McIntyre on a pay-per-view. Yeah. So I got, you got to go with Drew on this one. John Connie. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say that uh, Madcap Moss himself is a joke, 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 and uh, Drew McIntyre <laughs> will take this one. <laughs> I'm going to go with McIntyre, too, just it's the obvious thing. I, I think this is going to be the match that's going to ruin everybody's perfect pay-per-view. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much what it's going to come down to. Um, also, in that, in that street fight, like I said, the New Day and the, the Usos, again, this is probably the 75th time they've fought, and it's been 74 five-star matches so far. Uh, I'm sure this one will not disappoint John DeConnie. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you show me a match between these two that hasn't been good, and I'll show you a match I guess I haven't seen. Uh, but because the New Day has been getting uh, the best of them recently in all the gimmick matches and you know preview matches, I'm assuming that the Usos will retain at day one. I completely agree. Gary? This is one of the ones that you say, you say matches are going to ruin the possibility this is going to be mine because I've gone New Day just because of other matches that have gone where I don't think titles will change. I was going, do you know what? They'll do something, and I think it'll feed into the, the Roman and Brock match later on. So I'm actually going to go New Day. All right, John Smith. Yeah, I'm sticking with the bloodline. If the New Day were on the same show as Big E, then maybe like, then they would all have the belts at the same time kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I'm going with the, with the Usos here, the greatest tag team of all time. Okay, Arcade Bro, uh, they had singles matches against the Alpha Academy this uh, last night on Raw. Riddle defeated Chad Gable with the floating bro. RKO defeated Otis. Uh, after Otis missed with the Vader bomb, and then Randy uh, sprung up at the RKO. Meanwhile, the Street Profits, they finally, we got this match, it's, uh, defeated the Mysterios in the finals of the Arcade Bro-Tament. So, uh, Arcade Bro against the Street Profits, John Smith. Oh, man. This one's... Tough. Ugh, is this where the split happens? I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to say stay the champs retain. Give me RK, bro. All right, I'm going to go RK, bro, as well, John McCowney. Uh Yeah, make it three. I'm going with RK, bro. Gary? Yeah, full sweep. I'm going to go RK, bro, as well. Yeah, it just seems like the story's with the Alpha Academy right now. It has nothing to do with the street, but that wouldn't make sense to me. Eh, whatever. Uh, Miz and Maurice's vow renewal ceremony that main event in Raw last night. How adorable was that? Interrupted by Edge, of course, uh, who wanted to embarrass them before their match at day one. Cue the brood music. Cue the brood bath. Uh, Maurice was beside herself that her special day was ruined. Um, Edge, uh, Edge is in for a problem. The Miz has got a plan here, boys. Miz has got a plan. Gary. Yeah, I mean, I know that there's been a lot of talk of, of a mixed tag program coming out of this with Beth coming down. That's why I kind of went back and forward. But I've actually gone Edge um, to take it, and then something will happen after the match to lead into it. So I'm going to say Edge to win. Okay, James Wheeler going Edge as well, John Smith. Yeah, the Miz is not the guy you do the favors for. Give me Edge. All right, John DeConning. Uh, yes, I have to concur. Give me Edge in this one. Well, it looks like your pay-per-views are going to be ruined otherwise. Even the McIntyre wins. All you guys are going to have your perfect pay-per-view ruined. <laughs> All, right. All right. Lone Wolf, as they would say on uh, was that Fantasy Live. I'm going to lone wolf this thing. Uh, Becky Lynch did an in-ring promo. I didn't really fast-forward that just because I was short on time. 
Uh, these girls, uh, they fought for the Raw Women's Championship a couple weeks ago. Main event in Raw. Uh, Becky Lynch uh, pulled out the same uh, move she did to live as she did at the Survivor Series, which beat Charlotte. Uh, hook, uh, roll, roll up, hooking the ropes for extra leverage when the referee doesn't see it. Um, Becky called out Liv John Smith because Liv is just she doesn't have that mentality. The cheap mentality, she's she just doesn't have. So is is this is this where is, is Becky is going to keep on doing it again, or are we going to get a different side of Liv here and we bring this belt finally home to New Jersey? I don't think Liv is winning the belt. I do see a way where she might win the match, though. So, but uh, I'm gonna go with Becky, though. But I mean, I could totally see Liv winning by DQ or Becky just walking away like the cowardly champion. No, oh, that could be too. Okay, James Wheeler's gonna go nuts if Liv wins. Uh, but, but Becky will just go. Yeah, well, she does live with uh, Seth Rollins, John Connie. Yeah, I, I feel like if they were going to do the switch, uh, I mean, I was I was so dry. I, I didn't think there was any chance Liv was winning. As much as I would love it, I didn't think there was any chance Liv was winning. And then she was so emotional going into that match on Raw a couple of weeks ago that I was like, oh, my God, she knows something we don't. This is It's going to happen. Here's where it's going to happen. Yep. And then when it didn't, I just – now I just, I, just, I just don't see it happening. So give me uh, Becky retaining. All right. Gary. Don't worry, James Wheeler. I'm about to make your night. Um, I'm have I've got Liv Morgan to take it just and hold it for a month. I know that Becky wanted to work with her and stuff um, before she left a month, like for when she came back. So I'm gonna say Liv to take the title, but probably lose it again at the Rumble. All right, I gotta live on this one too. I'm all in on this. There's no way I'm betting against her at this point in time. Although, like, like this is, I, I would kill myself and kick myself. Excuse me, kick myself by uh, <laughs> bet against her and she wins the title. <coughs> And then everything going on with uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Uh, Paul Heyman did an interview with Caleb at the start of SmackDown. Paul doesn't regret – he doesn't regret telling the truth to Roman. That's what Roman hired him to do. Uh, Gary, this is uh, – again, this is the multiple times. Probably like maybe like the 10th time you guys have fought on pay-per-view. Brock's won a majority of them, so – yeah, it's one, it's one of these ones that you do look at and go, oh, there's so many ways they can go out of it. <coughs> is they're going to be at Mania potentially again. So because of that, I know Heyman will get involved somehow, but I'm going to say Roman to retain, and then they'll build up with maybe Brockler and the Rumble or whatever, but I'm going to say Roman to win. Roman for the win. John Smith. Oh, man, this one's tough too. I almost want to say no contest. Uh, just because it's not a major pay-per-view either, and you, they can totally get away with it. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going no contest on this one. Okay, now, no contest how? Because I'm thinking 60-minute time limit draw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, do I have to specify? No, you don't. I just <laughs> definitely, we're definitely Somebody. not getting this. We're not getting this for 60 minutes unless it's an Iron Man match. Oh, imagine. Oh, my God. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for 60 minutes, John McConaughey. Oh, yes. Imagine. Because that's the only way it could happen. Yeah. I I think this whole uh, fire, I'm assuming that this whole firing of Heyman uh, is a setup here. 
for Heyman to come kind of meandering his, uh, his way out uh, in the middle of this match. And Brock thinks he's there to help him, and he winds up sticking the dagger in Brock's back. And he's really been with Roman all, all along and helps Roman retain. All right. Uh, James Wheeler bringing up a fun point here. Sami Zayn? Has he got the ball to interfere in this match? <laughs> Uh, only um, if that's going to lead to Sammy and Brock taking the tag titles off of the Usos and carrying them to to WrestleMania when Brock and uh, Roman hook up again. Paul Heyman, when he got fired, the thing that he said was, I'm not trying to protect Brock Lesnar from you. I'm trying to protect you from Brock Lesnar. Heyman is going to get involved. He's going to get Roman disqualified. So I got Brock Lesnar winning via disqualification. So that will do it with our day one picks. Gentlemen, I think that's a great card. If this card stays the way it is, seven matches, and I hope it does. This should be an outstanding card for uh, for New Year's Day. Uh, Unfortunately, going up against a pretty big bowl game, but hopefully people uh, will find a way to watch both. Uh, so that's going to bring us to our closing arguments and our special guest who's been sitting backstage patiently waiting, judging us on our, our, our every move. He, he, he is our boss, but let's give him uh, the – where is that? Oh, I went the wrong way here. There we go. Primetime Rundown uh, is on Friday nights on all of these Eastern Observer channels. Uh, join Joy Jarzanka, who is our guest, Ian Schreier, Rob DeLuca, Friday night, 7 o'clock. All the information on the wide world of sports, please go to theeasternobserver.com. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Joseph Kennedy Jarzanka. Joey, thank you so much. Well, it's very funny. It's very funny because, you know, when you told me how this this whole introduction was going to come about, I was going to ask you, I was going to say, you know, I kind of consider myself like the Buffer Brothers. You know, I was hoping maybe something along those lines, but I, I consider that a compliment. That's pretty good, fellas. Uh, that's, I like that. Thank you, Alan. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, the host will say, we've been doing this inter... Uh, you know what? We don't have the nameplates on it. Let's try this that out. Completely let's, let's okay. get everybody up. That's better. There we go. You know, uh, we've yeah. been doing this inter... Uh, uh, promotional thing between the the Essential Wrestling Podcast and the Eastern Observer with uh, the Survivor Pool picking one team a week uh, each week to win a football game um, in a little Survivor Pool that we've been doing. So here are, uh, from our end, we actually had a pretty good week. Uh, A lot of guys were on your Eagles, Joe. Uh, John DeConi, Ryan George, Travis Severance. I had the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in my back pocket. I pulled them out and they ran over the Steelers. <laughs> John Smith, uh, the Chargers. I, I, that's not a bad. That was not a bad pick. Where did the hell did the Texans come from? Uh, Tyler again. Is anyone where the f is Tyler? I guess maybe that should be our next question. Gary, I guess he's being cute. He picked John Smith and so. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he had picked my fantasy football teams, then he would have won three times. <laughs> you see, so he could have done, done that. Or Al, I mean, listen, Gary. You know, I guess Manchester wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't really doing it for you. 
Yeah, not the, not the way they've been playing this week. Just, I think not... he had already picked Manchester, so he couldn't pick them again. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> I was I was left scraping the bottom of the barrel, so I had to go with John. Oh. <laughs> so uh, so with that, so going uh, let's take a look at the overall scoreboard between the Eastern Observer. I'm sorry, excuse me, between the primetime rundown and this. Oh, there it is again. <laughs> My John, Mr. Jarzaga, I, I apologize again. This is, I'm sorry, I hit the wrong. I'm sorry. I don't know who's been doing that. Uh, but Joe, I know that you actually, uh, like in our email chain and whatnot, you credit the ties for a loss. I just kept them as ties, and it's a good thing I did because you have jumped up now to fourth place in your respective division over uh, Casey Bryant and Mike Zabo. Yeah, it's it's really it's crazy to see how how much. Uh, I would call it effort, you know, to, I guess that that we, that I've put in o- over the last couple of weeks because, you know, if, if you kind of just put in even one little shred of effort, uh, you might actually win something. Or you could be like Tyler where you don't show up at all and you'll, you'll be getting the last place trophy. Uh, yeah. and, and surprisingly, I think what we're coming down to, I think Tyler actually might be uh, just behind Gary, I think Gary even has a win because Tyler <laughs> doesn't have any. Uh, he'll be he'll be getting that last place trophy, and uh, and I am going to be glad to give that to him uh, either virtually or even in person because you know. You can and give look, him two, Joe, if you want. It's you can everywhere. Give him two if you want. It's everywhere. Look, he, he's, in, he's in the double digits. It's brutal. What a disaster. But all of your picks, fellas, you know, listen, I, I was listening before. I hope that, you know, all of you guys, since you guys all picked the same, uh, you know, it all doesn't backfire because, you know, sometimes it's happened with you guys. The primetime rundown has uh, moved up a couple of uh, a couple of rungs in the standings when you guys, uh, you know, kind of all pick the same team together, if you will. And uh, we'll see if that happens this week. No, it was not going to happen for me. I know a lot of people. I think have already picked the Patriots. I got, I got New England. I guess uh, they got the Jags this week. So I'm not really exactly all that afraid of Trevor Lawrence at, at the moment. Anything, Joe? Anything? Uh, sp- uh, speak out to you. Like, what are you thinking for your pick this week? Well, I can tell. I, I, I will tell you. I will actually tell you my pick, and my pick is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over John Smith's New York Jets. And yeah, that is that is the the wise pick because you know every time I go against uh, the Jets, they usually win, and that's probably what's going to happen this week. Um, you know, and I think John, the last time that you went against your New York Jets, they won. Yeah, the Bengals. I was eight zero in this whole thing, and then I picked the Jets, and ever since then, um, I'm now ten and six. Yeah, the Bengals. <laughs> Yep. Ever since the Bengals lost to the Jets, Gary, who's your football pick of the week? I saw you were watching a game earlier in pre-production. Yeah, it was I was the Liverpool Leicester match was on. I was I was I was doing that. I said, <laughs> no, I have to say I was talking to the guys earlier on. There's so many friends of mine who are Green Bay Packers fans. So every every match, to be fair, I don't I don't care who the Packers are. I'm like, yeah, go Pack, great. Um, so they, they, there's so many friends of mine across in the Milwaukee sort of way, or Chicago way. They're all Packers fans. So. All right. Now, uh, I want to kind of split this up between the Johns. And, and Joe, if you want to chime in as well uh, as our guest, you're more than welcome to. Now, at the beginning of the season, uh, not only with the, the survivor pool that we are doing, we also made some uh, predictions that you posted online. Uh, we haven't talked about them really since. 
So uh, before I throw it to you, Joe, um, John DeConi, here's who we picked to win the Super Bowl uh, amongst us. Uh, and also uh, the conference, like who they beat in the Super Bowl. So are pretty much our Super Bowl match, the two conference champions. We're all is still in this. Right? Everybody that's picked the team, even the losing teams, like even you know, you know, uh, with Larry Park right there in the top left corner, <laughs> the Packers over the Bills. Both teams are in the playoffs right now. If it started today, so John DeConi, how's this looking right now? I mean, I'm, I'm not thrilled about the way Buffalo has played here and there, but uh, you know, this has been a year unlike maybe any I've ever seen in my lifetime where there is not a single team in the entire league that I feel that going out this weekend, it's a 100% lock that they're going to win because everyone has taken a terrible loss at some point in time this year. So I'm still good rolling with Buffalo, but uh, you know, if they turn around and, you know, or first round out to a wild card team. Would I be surprised? Not this year. Now, Joe, anything here stick out with you? You had the Bills as well, but you said you get a lot of Chiefs, a lot of Bucks. I'm a, I went with my Homer pick with I I, 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 Joe. I sent you the email before Week One. I told you how the Patriots and the Buccaneers season were going to go, and that's how this is going to happen. Right now, it's kind of playing out, true to form. But um, anything stick out here? You know. Is anything you want to I mean, change picks? Is anything that you, you kind of see? No, I stand. Okay, so I stand by my Buffalo pick, which I know will definitely falter. But, you know, Al, at one point, looking at your pick, I remember seeing it and I was like, okay, Al is definitely just being biased. But all <laughs> of a sudden, when Mac Jones has completely taken this, you know, has taken the bull by the horn, he has completely come out and has looked like, uh, this this professional, uh, you know, 10, 10-year veteran that has taken everything by storm. And I, I find it truly amazing that your pick is still alive, Al. It really yeah. is. And that is the one that stands out to me because, you know, the Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers, of course, you kind of had a feeling it was going to go either way with Larry Protakowicz going uh, Green Bay there. All, a lot of us taking Buffalo, a lot of us taking Kansas City, it's you know Kansas City started off I think it was like one and three or one and four or something or two and four whatever whatever it was and now they've won I think they've won seven or eight straight so they've now found their their groove but exactly what JD did say John DeCani you said that not a single team really has or really is a lock heading into any single week and right now what we're seeing is exactly that. It's it's really crazy. I mean, look, you saw what Mike Zabo picked or who he picked last week. He picked Seattle and Nick Foles, John DeCani, your Chicago Bears. They came back and won by one point. Amazing <laughs> stuff. I would have changed that pick right away once Foles was named the starter. But, yeah, so you got the teams. The Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs, they, they started off slow. They picked it up. Patriots right. started slow. They picked it up. They kind of tailed off a little bit. Miami Dolphins last night, the first team ever, they lost seven games. Now they won seven games. And even a team like the Jaguars, they completely doubled their win output from last year. They have two wins this year. Unbelievable by the Jaguars. Hashtag all elite. Um, so, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, before we get to uh, who's in for the MVP categories, we're just going to take a quick trip into fantasy land, and you'll see the transitions here in a second. Um, we had a big matchup last week, uh, Joe Jarzenga, in the Ham and Eggers pool run by John DeConnie. 
uh, between me and him, and I guess I'll let the cat out of the bag, my team was Evolution, if you didn't notice off the top of my head. Um, I kind of steamrolled over John. Uh, John the Connie had a great team all year. They just didn't show up last week, so I will be representing, um, I guess, the, the Essential Wrestling Podcast. And the Ham and Eggers final going in. I guess uh, our number one seed got upset last night, too, because of uh, Jalen Waddle, who completely tore it up and eliminated me from – John Smith's pool, uh, and here is John Smith's team that is going to be going into the championship game. John Smith going for his first ever league championship, um, and if you look at that team, a lot of those guys he drafted. Travis Kelsey was a keeper. Who was uh, who did? You, and that's why I kind of want to make this uh, transition here, John Smith, because you traded your first round draft pick in next year's draft for Jonathan Taylor. Now, if we bring up who we picked as the most valuable player at the beginning of the season, yeah, there's Mahomes, yeah, there's Rodgers, yeah, I picked Brady, even Lamar Jackson. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor. We're all wrong here. Pretty much. Yeah, it is. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, it's pretty much got to be him at this point. No, you know what? It's going to be Aaron Rodgers because they always give it to a quarterback. And Jonathan Taylor's not going to hit that magic like 2,000 yards, I don't think. So I think I still think it's it's more likely that Aaron Rodgers gets it, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Taylor did. Yeah, but it seems like a lot of these guys, like even Mahomes is picking up. It's it's been a lot of ups and downs. I mean, I don't really want to, you know, you can't kill Aaron Rodgers just for that one bad week on week one where uh, he got killed. But um, yeah, I just think it, it's funny. Jonathan Taylor, the guy that you that you specifically went out of your way to trade for, I traded for I traded mine for Najee Harris. He didn't really get to show up this weekend either, but. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, some bad managerial uh, decisions from my end. Um, I'm not going to be playing you in the R League Championship. So good luck to you. Good luck to Danny, who was the one that beat me. Joe Jarzanka, any uh, com- you know, com- um, I'm sorry, comments on the MVP conversation? Can Jonathan Taylor win this? I think he can, and and I want to just piggyback to to the trade that you brought up with John Smith. Al, if you can just bring up that team once again for John Smith, because that is truly remarkable. First off, the picture's fantastic. Tom Brady, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup. Listen, in my fantasy league, I had Tom Brady. Jonathan Taylor was on another team. Cooper Cup was on another team. And I was 10 and four. And, you know, I pretty much turned out to be like the Arizona Cardinals. I fizzled out completely. I went, I went seven and zero, oh, and then I just, I completely blew it. Went three and four in the last, uh, in the last seven. But this, this team has championship written all over it. And whoever, whoever else is in your league there, um, they better be doing some more homework come next year because that is some phenomenal hey, crafting. You, you want to know what though? I had uh, Kelsey was a, pick, a keeper in the second round, and yeah. um, Keenan Allen was a keeper in the fourth round. I had no first round pick. Because this is what I do. I trade my first-round pick for uh, somebody who's awesome halfway through the season from a crappy team that needs to build for next year. So that way you know you're not getting screwed out of your first-round pick with your Saquon Barkleys and your hurt Derrick Henrys and all that stuff and Kamara crap in the bed for you in the playoffs. So, you know, you get the the right guy when you trade for him in midseason, and then these people will think, like, oh, you, then you only get half a season. But you know you're guaranteed to have, the be- like, one of the best guys for that number one pick. And Debo was my eighth-round pick. Yeah, Cooper Cup, 
Cooper Cup was my fifth round pick. Dude, I picked I, my third round pick was um, Carson from the Seahawks, and my sixth round pick was Mike Davis. So you don't have to have a great draft. You just need to hit on those few sleepers that aren't first round picks. Those guys you could get in the fifth, eighth, tenth round. You know, Hunter Renfro. I picked him up in the in uh, off a of free agency after week three, and halfway through the season, I started starting him, and he's been doing wonders for me. You know. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And 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 going back to going back to what Al had said about the MVP, I truly believe that Jonathan Taylor can get that. He's going to be, uh, or we figure it all depends. Obviously, if uh, Carson Wentz can come back from the COVID protocol list, uh, obviously they changed all of their uh, their guidelines. So now, regardless of vaccination status, he will be able to come back if he, uh, you know, pending symptoms or whatnot in only five days. So that would put him right on Saturday uh, if he can come back. And he might not be, or he might either miss the game, might not miss the game, who knows. But if Carson Wentz does miss the game, I can tell you this much, Jonathan Taylor will be fed the ball uh, as many times as you could think of. And you're going to see, I think, 2,000 yards become a true, I think, a reality if, if Carson Wentz does not play. And also, we have to realize, in the last couple of games that he's played, Wentz has not looked great either. And this is also the time, as, as an Eagles fan, I can tell you, this is the time where Carson Wentz begins to really either get injured, get a concussion, you know, be out for the season, and absolutely destroy, uh, you know, your, your hopes and dreams when it comes to a Super Bowl. So, uh, Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> I, I, I give you the MVP right now because – he will be in some uh, Hall of Fame territory with AP, Emmett Smith, uh, Barry Sanders, all of the above. These, you know, there's, there's, I think, what, 10 or nine guys that are going to have this. And that includes Taylor if he can uh, eclipse that 2,000 yard mark, Al. Yeah. And if, if Carson Wentz can't play, I don't know if you said uh, who's playing. Is, is Curtis Painter still the Colts' backup quarterback? Uh, I want to say. <laughs> I, I want to say definitely not, but okay. <laughs> uh, but what I can tell you is is that just by seeing what Frank Reich has done uh, with this entire team, uh, I, I really don't have any uh, any issues with whoever can you yeah. know uh, will back up Carson Wentz, and it's actually Sam Ellinger. Uh, he is the backup quarterback right now. Uh, there's there's really no other. You know, no other guys that were there. Uh, the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's out of Texas. He was a Longhorn. Yeah, uh, that's how Yep. Yeah. So I think he's also a late round draft pick as well. So we'll see what happens there. But Jonathan Taylor, get ready to be fed the ball, no doubt. All right, sounds good, Gary. Anything you want to throw in about Liverpool before we uh, go to the closing arguments here? No, I'm just shocked nobody had picked William Refrigerator Perry to be like to be like the big thing coming out of because like as far as I could tell, he's like a young up and comer, like to be fair. See, That's I, it. He won that battle. It's, it's it's episode eighty-six. It's the year nineteen eighty-six at WrestleMania two. William the Refrigerator Perry winning the battle royal. I'm sorry, he was participating and Andre won the battle royal, but it was the NFL uh invading the WWF at the time. I believe that was in Chicago too, so we got a huge pop from the crowd. 
Uh, so here we go. So we're gonna, we'll do this one again because I was kind of rolling all over because I was trying to get the, the, the No Chance in Hell music ready for jo, jo, Joseph Kennedy Jarzenka. Primetime Rundown, powered by StreamYard with Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca is now airing at 7 p.m. on Friday nights as they take you through the world of sports right here on all of the Eastern Observer platforms. For more information, please go to theeasternobserver.com. And, Joe, we have a, a new site coming soon, correct? Yeah, there's no doubt. And, uh, you know, it, the the website is actually, it's open now. It's just easternobserver.com. We finally removed the, because, you know, oh, no, common no, sense no. really didn't, yeah, common sense really didn't, uh, didn't you know, click into this, into this brain over here uh, when, you know, when we uh, designed it. But yes, easternobserver.com. It's a soft open right now, similar to retail, you know, before the big grand open. We're, uh, we're working on it all the time, every single day to get this uh, up to speed. Uh, we can't wait. And I can tell you this much right now, the essential wrestling podcast is, uh, you know, our, our number one show on, uh, on the Eastern observer. And we cannot wait uh, to, uh, to really blast your show. Uh, all you guys uh, have done amazing. Um, and it's going to be blasted on the new site uh, at, at every which way it's going to be awesome. Uh, hopefully we'll have it done um by next monday but if not just uh follow us at observe eastern on twitter and we'll get you all the details but easternobserver.com al is the new site for all, all of right. our yeah because i had to overemphasize like the the so it just oh my god so it comes out uh so uh make sure that that was a part of the thing so okay going forward uh the body slam brigade over five thousand subscribers received this weekly column make sure you go to minutes to belltime.com to describe the Body Slam Brigade by Ryan for you for free. And my fault, Ryan Joy did actually send us his picks for uh, for day one. Throw those out here real quick while we're promoting his website. He's going Biggie and Roman Reigns to retain, along with Becky Lynch and RKO to retain. He's going to go with the New Day winning the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Miz, nice job. And uh, Drew McIntyre, obviously, the, the potential layup pick. We still don't know. I, that just still just seems really obvious for me. Um, the Black Cats, NYC, their new album, again, new album over a year. Uh, their album, <laughs> Free Cake. <laughs> Keep on going with their new album, but it's been out for over a year now. Uh, if you, anywhere uh, you get your music, any of these platforms, Pandora, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you get your music, you can get the Black Cats, NYC's new album, Free Cake. Play it loud, play it now. As always, the East, uh, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, the internet leader in sports entertainment pick'em pools. Join us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast pick'em pool to play against us, or you can create a private pool with you and your friends. ProWrestlingPick'em.com, play against your friends, play against the universe, and guys, she will like it too. Join us back here next week for episode 87, WrestleMania 3, Superdome. WrestleMania uh, eight, episode 87 at 5 o'clock on all of our viewing options, including including our newest um, option, Odyssey. Am I saying that correct, Joe? Odyssey? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. In our in in, in our last show in the primetime runtime, I accidentally said audacity. audacity. And uh, and and now now that I think back at it, I wouldn't be surprised if Odyssey kicks us off of their platform. So if that happens, <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> All right, so thank you very much. We're just hovering at the two-hour mark. I have a train to catch. Everybody enjoy NXT 2.0 tonight. 
Enjoy the NFL, uh, the NFL games this weekend. Thank you, Mr. McJarzanka, Joseph Kennedy Jarzanka, the boss of the Eastern Observer. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate you having on. And on behalf of all of us, we appreciate all the hard work because you are the man behind the scenes. Even though your beautiful face is on air all the time, you are the man behind the scenes pushing us forward, pushing us into the promised land. And for that, we thank you. Uh, we hope we just pull our uh, pull our own weight and do our jobs uh, and help make this whole family um, a success. There is no doubt, Al, and every single one of you viewing, every single one of you next to me, below me, Happy New Year. Thank you, every single one of you and all of our viewers out there for continuing to believe in Gary Mehefi's terrible picks. <laughs> <laughs> for Gary Mahaffey, for John Smith, for John DeCani, for Joseph Kennedy Jarzank, and my name is Al Carl. Thank you so much for watching. Alexa Bliss, we love you. Larry Steve, forever in our hearts. John DeCani, take us home. Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. Okay, so now looking at this roster again, John Smith, if you can see down on the bottom right corner. <laughs>